You're watching BBC News. With just days to go before the UN's climate change summit, which gets underway in Dubai on Thursday, the president of COP28 is facing calls to resign after leaked documents seen by the BBC appear to show that the United Arab Emirates has been using its role as host as an opportunity to strike oil and gas deals. Greenpeace said the allegations, if true, were, quote, a scandal. The UN Secretary General said he could hardly believe it. Our climate editor, Justin Rowlett, has this report. And now, more than ever, we need to unite on climate. The man in charge of the latest round of UN climate talks has bold ambitions for cutting carbon. The United Arab Emirates government appointed Dr. Sultan Al-Jaba to head up its COP28 team. But he is also the head of ADNOC, the UAE's huge state oil and gas company, and its renewable energy business, Mazdar. Leaked documents obtained by the BBC and the Centre for Climate Reporting show that in meetings with at least 27 foreign governments arranged as part of the climate process, Dr Jabba was briefed to discuss business deals for these state firms. They suggest telling China that the UAE's oil company is willing to jointly evaluate liquefied natural gas opportunities in Mozambique, Canada and Australia. And the Brazilian environment minister was to be asked for help with the UAE's multi-billion dollar bid for a Brazilian oil and gas processing company. Now, attempting to do business deals, especially oil and gas deals, during the COP process appears to be a serious breach of the standards the UN expects of COP presidents. It told the BBC presidents should be impartial and act without bias or self-interest. Professor Michael Jacobs is an expert on UN climate politics. This looks breathtakingly hypocritical. But I actually think it's worse than that because the UAE at the moment is the custodian of a United Nations process aimed at reducing global emissions. And yet in the very same meetings, it's actually trying to do side deals which will increase global emissions. We know at least one country followed up a potential fossil fuel deal raised in a COP meeting. But 12 of the 27 countries say business deals were not discussed. I questioned the UAE's COP28 team in Abu Dhabi earlier this month. Mr Majid, as you know, there is some anxiety about an oil executive being put in charge of a climate conference. What would you say to reassure people of the independence of COP28 from ADNOC? Our team is fully independent we are very confident um, that our team is focused on delivering COP28, is focused on delivering the great results uh, that we need to do. The COP28 team did not deny using climate meetings to discuss fossil fuel deals. It told the BBC private meetings are private and we do not comment on them. This former COP president fears if countries lose trust in the COP28 team, it could stall progress on climate. The president of the COP, it is the, the leader of the world. It is trying to build consensus on behalf, on behalf of the planet. If any president of the COP try to bring a particular interest, that it could be one country or one commercial interest, that immediately could mean a failure of that COP. These are serious allegations, but ultimately the success of the UAE's leadership of the climate talks, experts say, will be judged by the results achieved at the summit. Justin Rowlatt, BBC News.
Joining me to discuss is Dr. Tara Shivani. She's a climate advisor and former climate expert at the World Bank. Thank you for being on the programme this evening. Uh, it's not the first COP to be hosted by a fossil fuel producing nation, and certainly major oil producers are part of the solution. But it does raise fundamental questions about whether Dr. Sultan al-Jaba is genuine in what he hopes to achieve this week. No, absolutely. I mean, this is really like a fox guarding the hen house moment. The COP presidency got caught red-handed, and it's really quite shameful, but in a way also not very surprising for many of us who have kind of had a lot of concerns for a very long time. When you give the presidency of a, a crucial climate meeting to an oil producing nation. So there's a lot of concerns and now it's all about what is gonna happen and how much transparency and integrity are we going to see from here on out? I wonder if the reporting though puts him under more pressure this week because if they don't achieve what they expect to achieve, people will point to this story. Oh, absolutely and rightly so. I mean, this is the crooks of the whole negotiations. This is the crooks of all what's going to happen next week. Are we going to have the right text, the right negotiated text? Are we really able to bring all of these countries together to a legally binding commitment? Are we able to all commit to a phase out of fossil fuels rather than a phase out? And the language matters a lot. Mm. And those are the things I think where there is going to be immense scrutiny, not only on the presidency, but everyone involved to see how honest and how far we can stretch that text. Well, and how urgently they are taking it. The fact that Xi Jinping's not going, Joe Biden's not going, Rishi Sunak, who's walked back some of his plans, flies in, flies out. The British message is very mixed. The biggest governments who have real clout at this meeting, are they taking it seriously? I think, unfortunately, we see that there is a big gap between the rhetoric that is used by those politicians of the major G20 countries, not all of them, and actually what you see in terms of how much they're going to be represented at those crucial meetings, those talking points. But it's true that, unfortunately, over time, the COP meetings have more and more become, I would say, a meeting to discuss, some would even call it a circus, where people come together and try to come to an agreement, but ultimately no real tangible legally binding agreement is ever being reached. And at the same time, we're running out of time dramatically to reach 1.5 degree, which is essential for us. It's not a political promise. It's not a political compromise to reach 1.5. It is a target. It is a necessary planetary target that we have to keep. And those two things are just not going in tandem at the moment. So this year's COP is probably one of the most crucial ones if we want to keep the world on track for 1.5 degrees. Dr. Tara Shivani, good to have you on the programme uh, this evening. Thank you. COP Summit starts on Thursday in uh, Dubai. We will, of course, bring you all the reaction uh, from that on Thursday.